What is going on, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of the Couch Scouts podcast. Today, I am joined by my co-hosts, Tyler and Christian, as always. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Great. How's it going, man? Good. Hanging in there, man. It's Friday. I'm ready to get this weekend started. We got some preseason football on tonight. What, six games? So I'm, I'm ready to ready to see some so-called dress rehearsal. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a busy day today in football. You're gonna see a lot of the teams that you wanted to see. You're gonna see where a lot of these guys are on the depth chart. It's gonna be a pretty fun Friday night for a lot of us. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know. I've, I've, I've been seeing there's a lot of uh, a lot of teams are are holding back on. Like I know Rodgers isn't gonna play tonight. You know this is you know week three is always known as as the the week where we kind of get to see the layout of how the teams are closest to the to the regular season as we're going to get but um i think teams are starting to steer away from that a little bit you know i hear you know rogers isn't going to play tonight and you know they're kind of they're kind of pulling back a little bit so um yeah kind of giving giving uh giving up on that whole entire you know dress rehearsal thing but still you know football is football nonetheless if you love the sport if you love fantasy if you love anything it's still fun to watch you know it's still it's still good to watch these teams get out there and play um so uh Today we are going to start out with a little bit of news. Um, uh, just this morning, uh, the Twitterverse was exploding with the Hayden Hurst news. Hayden Hurst has a stress fracture in his foot, and he's supposed to miss three to four weeks. Um, he's getting surgery. I don't know if you guys have ever had a stress fracture in your foot. I have not, but I heard that they are hard to get over. So uh, I know right now he's not being taken um, in redraft leagues very high, but I do know that he is a valuable dynasty fantasy, um, asset right now to a lot of teams. So, um, I know people have invested, uh, good picks in him. Um, and so that's going to hurt them, um, a lot more than it's going to hurt somebody in a, a redraft league right now. He's going at 1404 as the tight end 17 in redrafts. Um, so that's not people aren't spending a, a very big pick on him right now, but um, you know it is it is a blow to some people who have invested a dynasty pick in him. Um, so how do you know how's how, how do you guys think that's going to affect the lay of the tight end land? Not very not very bad, huh? Not very bad. No, I do think it's going to be a nagging injury for him, but he could have a second half of the year explosion. He could, yeah, yeah. Tight ends there in uh, Baltimore are always pretty interesting and uh you know that kind of is like a pretty it's gonna nag you like you said you know but does, like does this mean that uh mark andrews can become draft like draftable and redraft or does that raise his dynasty value at all do you guys think just because he is he's probably the better pass catcher than hayden hurst when everyone knows hayden hurst is like he was the best one of the best all-around tight ends out of the draft, but yeah. Mark Andrews was definitely the better pass catcher. Does that raise his value at all? Do you guys think? Uh, maybe uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm I'm investing too much into that offense, anyways. As it is, I mean, I I I think the only guys that I'm really thinking about maybe Crabtree a little bit later, and that's those are you know wide receivers. In terms of tight end, I think there's a lot of hype coming out of the draft about Hayden Hurst, and I think he would he would have been the guy to pick there, um, for me at least, but. This kind of just it, it it kind of turns me off to that whole entire offense. Not that I was very I, you know I wasn't I wasn't going to die on the Baltimore Hill to begin with, but um, I would say if there was a guy to to own there, actually you know I I do have some late round shares of John Brown. I do really like John Brown, but in terms of the tight end position, I, I would look elsewhere. I think there's still guys that you can. Uh, that you can get um, far, far later. Well, not later, but far better in uh, in the the tight end class. Um, guys that are going around that that are a little bit before that. Hayden Hurst, even OJ Howard, um, Austin Hooper, guys like that. So I would say before I would even take uh, take anybody else. And you know, I'm, I I don't really think Mark Andrews is draftable to me at least. I actually think both tight ends are going to hurt each other's ceiling in a dynasty situation, but I think in redraft, Hayden is still going to be more valuable because I've been hearing that Mark Andrews just isn't quite NFL ready yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that's a, do you guys think that situation kind of like a it's kind of like the whole um, 
Philadelphia situation there with Ertz and Goddard now. I mean, I don't think they're uh, Hayden Hurst is a Zach Ertz or anything, but you guys have the more all-around tight end, and then Goddard's a good pass catcher. But Goddard's a good blogger too, much better than Andrews was. But um, so it's kind of going to be similar to that, I think. But one with one of those tight ends being the main guy, and then when two tight end sets come, maybe both play a factor. But the second guy currently won't be like uh, as big in the pass game or fantasy relevant, I should say. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree there. Um, you can, you can, um, you can say <clears throat> there's a chance that we could be seeing the Mark Andrews um, emergence kind of come out of, out of this whole thing, but I highly doubt it becomes fantasy relevant, especially because in your standard um, 15 to 16 rounds, um, leagues, unless you you have a tight end premium or anything like that, I, I highly doubt you're you're gonna get so deep as to have to pick up a guy like Mark Andrews. So um, that's just my opinion. Um, just a little bit of news to watch out for. If you do have Hayden Hurst, definitely keep up with him. See uh, see how long that injury is gonna take. I uh, definitely definitely worth monitoring. Um, uh. Last night, uh, the uh, Tarod, as everybody knows him now, the Tarod Taylor injury. Uh, today, a news came back: X-rays are negative on his hand, and that he should be ready for Week One. I know, like Twitterverse was just going absolutely apeshit about the whole entire thing. They thought he he broke his hand, and then he came out for another series and played, and then everyone was like, you know, thank goodness Tarod is just a goat now, and so. Um, in terms of fantasy, I, you know, I, I don't think this is going to affect him very much. I don't think, I don't know anybody who's out there just drafting, you know, Tarod, uh, exponentially at any position, uh, in their draft at any pick, but, um, you know, I just wanted to go ahead and bring that up, say that the, you know, if he's like your QB two or something like that, he should be good to go at week one from what we hear, unless something else comes up, um, the, the injury did look nasty. Did you guys see it though? Did you guys see, you know, the way, the way his wrist went and, and all that? Yeah, it was a, that was, it was pretty nasty when you watched it on TV yeah. and I just got, the, I just on the sleeper app, they just updated it right now. He suffered a dislocated pinky on his left, on his left as hand. I, wow. As I'm saying that, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah so on his throwing hand. Nothing too, yeah. Nothing too serious there. Um, shouldn't really play any effect into, how he um, plays this year. Um, he'll definitely be fine week one. If he's your quarterback too, you still got a good quarterback too that will still won't turn the ball over, will make good decisions, and has the ability to uh, use his legs to make plays happen. He is a very solid uh, quarterback too. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. a very streamable position too. He could be a great bye week fill-in. So, I mean, I like I like Tyrod. Yeah, uh, this year. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't think the injury is going to play too much now that we know it's only just his non-throwing hand pinky. And he also yeah. re-injured his hand, so that should say it all right there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, like like Tyler said, if he's if he's your QB two, you should, especially. I mean, I don't know anybody who's keeping him as their QB one. So that's why I say this is a little bit minor news. Um, I don't know anybody who who's who's come to me or said, you know, Hey, my, my fantasy, my fantasy season is hinging on the success of Tyrod Taylor as my QB one, especially, you know, the, the QB pool is just so deep, especially in the, in recent years that um, even if you are waiting to, to snag a guy, you're, you're probably ending up with a better option than Tyrod Taylor, but, or Tyrod Taylor, excuse me. Um, all right. Last little bit of news before we jump into our segment today. Um, a little bit of O-line trouble in Dallas. Uh, this news about Travis Frederick having an autoimmune disease that uh, my English uh, does not allow me to pronounce. Let's see if we can uh, if, if we can uh, um, look this up and see what exactly what uh, what the disease is called. But right now he's um, okay. He's been diagnosed with G Gilligan's Island syndrome. No, I'm just kidding. This isn't funny. <laughs> but uh, with Golan Bar syndrome, and this is an autoimmune disease that attacks his nerve endings. Um, so w basically, what we're getting at here is um, with this, and then the um, the Zach Martin news being injured a couple weeks ago, uh, being a little bit slow in those preseason games, and uh, um, having some issues with the O line, I've been I've been really thinking about how this is going to affect Zeke in um, 
throughout the season, especially with a guy like Travis Frederick, who um, is the quarterback of that offensive line. He provides so much talent there. And for a, a guy who um, came in his rookie year and exploded, came in and was the leading rusher, double-digit touchdowns in his rookie year, you, you, you could tell that the O-line play elevated Ezekiel Elliott's game exponentially. Him being um, thrust into that situation – um, it just – we all saw what he did his rookie season. Uh, with the injuries now to Frederick and and Martin, I'm I'm thinking that this is going to push Zeke down my, my draft board just a little bit, not exponentially because his talent is undeniable. I think he's going to be – and he's locked for RB1, top five, top six production at worst. I mean, the guy is – he's arguably – going to be in contention for RB1 with a healthy O-line. Um, but I'm starting to think you move – I'm you know, I moved David Johnson up. I had Zeke at my, as my RB3, um, French two or three, and now you know I'm starting to move him back a little bit. I think he's, he's about four, maybe even five at worst. I, I really like Melvin Gordon um, this season. I'm pretty bullish on him, so I might even move Melvin Gordon up a little bit. What What do you guys think about that? How do you guys feel about that situation? That's that's going to be uh, an interesting situation. You always see, like in the middle of games, like when your center does go down, just a just the chaos it causes. I mean, yeah. snaps are being yeah. overshot, assignments are being missed. Obviously, there's time for that to be handled because they have still, what, two weeks before the season starts. So I don't think all of that will be completely relevant, but I, I still think that you're going to see a few like missed assignments by um, a new center coming in, um, especially losing a center, like you said, like Travis Frederick. I mean, he's yeah. maybe the best center in the league. I mean, he handles his job well all the time and it's just going to be a he's a tough guy to lose and if the zach martin injury is uh overly serious i think you're going to see some a lot of problems with that dallas o-line that they're not used to having especially with zeke as their running back and but i mean that whole offense you know has there's worry there i mean well i don't worry i guess yeah there's just oh, no real wide receiver one there worry um, worry <laughs> Yeah, it's worry. Yeah, you're right. We saw um, last year what, how, how the O-line affected to having Tyron Smith out. We saw the pressure that Dak was under and how that affected his game. And, and, and we saw that entire uh, scenario, how it played out, and how how the, the lifeblood of that team is, is predicated on that O-line. And um, if you got to put a rookie in there, like Connor Williams, uh, at, at some point to play, um, that could affect the entire chemistry. So we – you know – I completely agree with you there. It's 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 definitely worrisome. Yeah, I'll say in standard leagues, I'll definitely drop Zeke a little bit. But in PPR, he is such a focal point of that offense that if his rushing yards dip, they'll just start throwing to him more. And okay. his catch rate actually increased last year. So if if they feel that they need that, they will throw – they'll give him like seven targets a game in the past game if they're not able to get him going on the ground. You know, I no, I I definitely agree with you there. Um, I I think that you could, if that does happen, you could see an uptick of him starting to throw. Um, still think it's an issue, especially if 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 they decide to stack the box and bring pressure. Um, in that in that division, they have a ton of good defensive lines. Uh, well, mostly mostly the Eagles and 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 the Giants. You know, they they don't um, they're not scared to bring the pressure. And if that's the case. Um, I don't see being able to just dump it off to Zeke as, as the foolproof answer. Um, even if you do see an uptick in his, uh, his receiving work, but um, we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see how um, just how much that O-line is going to affect uh, the outcome of Zeke. But as of right now, I would push him down at least one spot. He's my RB RB five at, at worst, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm debating on whether or not I want to push MG in, in, in front of him as of right now. Um, all right. So today, um, what we are going to do, uh, if you guys don't have any more input to put into the O-line, uh, trouble in Dallas, anybody, any guys? Yeah. Another thing I'll say about that, as long as yeah. that new center knows his assignments, a lot of those blocks are double team blocks anyway. Uh -huh. So that, that could be the key to them keeping the run game the way it is. Just that guy knowing where to be. 
yeah, uh, Looney is his name. And, you know, I, I think they, they were talking to Dak about how they felt about him. Just a little side note. And he said, you, you know, he's a backup. He's a backup center to say the least. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the center position is just, it, it's very vital. It's a vital position on the offensive line. They, like I said, they are the quarterback. Um, especially if quarterbacks come in at, like Dak, if he has a specific hard count and the wide receivers are on the outside, they know when that ball is going to be snapped. But that center, if he's not in tune with the hard count, with the quarterback, with the wide receiver, with everybody else, you can have um, you can have a lot of false starts. You can have a lot of issues on that offensive line um, if he does not know his assignment. So I, I don't think it's just necessarily what blocking assignments he has, but he has to know his quarterback. He has to know what Dak needs from him. Um, at the line of scrimmage at any given moment. And then the wide receivers have to be in tune with him. It's a very vital position on that offensive line. But um, like you said, we're just going to have to see. There's a chance that uh, Frederick can make a good recovery um, and come back sooner rather than later. Uh, hopefully that's not the case. I've heard it It took um, some players up to up to 16 months to get over this this. Uh, this disease and and so you know uh speedy recovery for him hopefully and we'll see how it affects zeke i, I you know i was really pumped about zeke this year I, I still am but you know this could definitely put a little bit of a damper on him but before we get too off uh, off the rails on on that let's keep it fantasy relevant and um so before we head into our next segment uh which is um uh, dun 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 a mock draft today I know it's a uh, draft season for for a lot of people. The next two weeks, a lot of people are doing their live drafts. Um, if you already haven't, um, people are really starting to ramp up. So today, me, Tyler, and Christian, we all wanted to do a um, Couch Scouts mock draft for you guys today where we will all three be uh, collectively deciding on um, a draft pick, and we will give our analysis on who we like at specific spots. Um, I don't know – uh, how Tyler and Christian necessarily feel about it, but I'm a values kind of guy. I like to get the best value on the best players possible. Um, so I think it's going to be good for all three of us to make one pick, kind of analyze how we felt about it, how we feel about it, um, talk, tell you guys the picks that go before, the picks that go after, and um, we're going to have fun with it. Hopefully we can get through a whole entire 15-rounder today um, without keeping you guys for too long. Um, and, uh, yeah, before we get into that, I definitely want to, um, I definitely want to give a shout out to, um, all right. Yeah. Give a shout out to total fantasy sports. Um, they are a, uh, unique style of fantasy contest with bigger prize pools that will test your skills. Uh, right now they have, um, MLB contests, NFL contests, NBA contests, and uh, they're just basically a new um, up-and-coming fantasy sports uh, tournament site. You can uh, you can head over there, check out what they got going on. I know they have some survival leagues, some other really cool stuff um, over there. Yeah, and you guys can head over there. And if you use referral code TFS2018, um, Tyler, go ahead and tell them what that will do for them over there. Uh, the, the referral code right now is just um... – just saying like where you pretty much came from so you heard it here first but actually there's a, there's a lot of cool ones um this the survival series is really cool that's where you're going to pick um a team a week that you think is going to win you can only pick the team once so it starts getting tough once you, you're going to pick the first maybe three or four weeks uh you may unfortunately get an upset early and you're already out but the last man standing winner takes all a thousand dollars off on only a 25 dollar buy-in so it's a it's a pretty cool little thing. There's also a touchdown king where uh, you pick the player that you think is going to have the most touchdowns on the week. Yeah. Whoever, ends, yeah. whoever ends with the most touchdowns at the end of the year off a $25 buy-in will also win $1,000. So for 25 bucks to bring home $1,000, that's I don't think that's a bad deal. No, not at all. Not at all. And it, uh, yeah, like, like uh, Tyler and I said, head over there, check him out. Um, use the referral code TFS2018 and um, see if you can hop up into one of their contests, make some money, you know? All right. Okay, so let's transition into this mock draft that we have going on today. So today we are using the Sleeper app, formerly known as Sleeper Bot. Um, today we have it set up as um, a 12-team half PPR yeah, so yeah, receiving flex. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that. 
So yeah, we're going to run with a one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, one kicker, one defense, and five bench spots. So <clears throat> we are going to go ahead and just rattle through this. We are picking, the Couch Scouts are picking from the five slots. So I'm going to go ahead, we're going to kick this thing off. And like I said, we're just going to give you our analysis, um, the reason why we picked who we picked at what spot, and we're just going to get this thing rolling. Um, you guys ready? Ready. Sounds good. Cool. All right. 101 is Todd Gurley. The 102 is Le'Veon Bell. The 103 is Ezekiel Elliott. And a shocker at the 104, Antonio Brown. So I think it has to be David Johnson here in a half point PPR is what I would so go with. I'm, you know, yes, in a half, I, I'm <clears throat> the safe pick for me would be David Johnson. Yes, my heart tells me to go Saquon Barkley, but for the sake of this, let's play it safe. And if you guys are with it, let's go David Johnson because I think he is the safest pick at the top of the board right now. I don't think we're going to get anything. Um, I, I don't think we can get out of this any better than taking David Johnson here. Yeah, I feel like he's a gift in the five spot. Yeah, I feel like he is a gift there too. <clears throat> okay. So with the 105, we went David Johnson. 106 was Alvin Kamara. 107, Saquon Barkley. 108, Leonard Fournette. And 109, Melvin Gordon. DeAndre Hopkins at the 110, 111, Julio. 112, Kareem Hunt. So let's just go ahead and recap that first round real quick. Two seconds. So if you – the one, the 101 all the way to the 110, only two wide receivers were taken. That could have easily have been 10 running backs, if you ask me. It could have easily, especially in a half PPR, PPR, full PPR, could have been, you could have put Kareem Hunt and Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook in there, and we could have seen 10 running backs go in the first 10 picks. <clears throat> but pretty, uh, pretty normal first round right there. Um, right after Kareem Hunt at the 2-1, Devontae Adams went 2-2, Odell Beckham, then Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Devonta Freeman, Michael Thomas, Jordan Howard. So right now at the 2-8, we are on the clock, and we are staring down uh, Tyler's um, favorite pick of this year, uh, Keenan Allen. That's um, who I would go with. <laughs> we, are also, we are also looking at Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, LaShawn McCoy, Stephon Diggs, Jarek McKinnon, <clears throat> and uh, Tyree Kill. That's that's as far as I'm willing to go in that tier. That's a little – even Tyree Kill is not really an option for me there. Um, <clears throat> for me, I believe uh, I believe you take two running backs in the first two rounds. That's just me. I think there's a drastic, drastic, drastic fall off in talent and in tier base. From the first <clears throat> three rounds, first two, honestly, the first two rounds, there's a drop off in talent at the running back position. Um, for me, that's why I'm loading up on running backs early in uh, this year's draft. Um, so I would advocate to go, I would probably look to go Mixon, Mixon or McKinnon here would be the the pick for me but let's hear from uh from Tyler and Christian on on how they feel about that that situation right there we're we're staring down some really good wide receiver options um how do you guys feel about about going RBRB RB wide receiver how do you guys feel right now I actually think we need a receiver here because last year consistent targets to wide receivers dropped in a huge way so for me, it's either Keenan Allen or T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, it's it's Keenan Allen. I don't even think it's close between Keenan Allen and T.Y. for me because T.Y. is pretty much running straight off if Andrew Luck stays healthy, which I do actually think he stays healthy, and I really like T.Y. But, yeah. I mean, I really, really like Keenan Allen. So I would go with the really, really guy, and uh, I would probably take Keenan Allen. You can't really avoid – Trying to get a top five running, a top three running back, and a top five wide receiver. I mean, that just sets your team up really nicely. No, I, I agree. I agree with you there. And Keenan Allen, for me, if we if I had to choose between those two, um, 
definitely the wave. I mean, that guy is just going to get peppered. He was third in targets as wide receiver um, last year, if I, if I'm not mistaken, um, either third or fourth. Uh, he's just going to get peppered. He is he is the guy to own in that offense. Um, so we're going to go ahead and we're just going to make that Keenan Allen pick right there. Right after him, uh, Joe Mixon went, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, A.J. Green, LaShawn McCoy, Doug Baldwin, T.Y. Hilton, Travis Kelsey at the 304. And now we are back on the clock at the 35. Um, <clears throat> so right now we are looking at um, Stefan Diggs, a guy that I said that I probably would have pulled the trigger on last round, but he's still here is Jarek McKinnon. Um, we got Tyreek Hill, Alex Collins, Derrick Henry, Aaron Rodgers, Royce Freeman, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Jay Ajay. So right here at the one at, at the three five, I think we're getting caught in a pretty good predicament because the talent of running back has not drastically fallen off just yet, surprisingly. So we still have guys like Alex Collins, uh, Royce Freeman, who I know Tyler likes a lot. Um, Jay Ajay, a guy that I think is going to have a massive bounce back season. Jarek McKinnon still on the board, but we do still have good wide receiver options. Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Um, I forgot to mention at the running back position, Derrick Henry. That guy's going to be, I think he's going to be a good bruising running back, and he could be a good compliment to a guy like David Johnson on your team. Um, still have Adam Thielen. I, for me, I, I, think, I think that running back is the move. I think in the next round we can circle back and grab a really good um, wide receiver too for our team. So I would I'm going to advocate to grab grab a running back since we didn't last round. Um, what do you guys think? <clears throat> yeah, for me, Jay Ajayi is the pick here, right behind that beastly offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's going to be probably Stephon Diggs. I'll go. I'll take. I'll hold the value there. Um, I walk. I mean, I know it wasn't like the whole starters last night, but that left tackle there in uh, Philadelphia is an issue. He was getting bruised up all night. I don't think that O line is. It's not. It's good. It's it's a top five O line, which is a good thing to, for holding JHI. But I would probably go Stephon Diggs and hold the value at uh, wide receiver Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, and um, David Johnson. And we could, you could still get a good running back in the fourth. They're still going to be available. Okay, let's um, let's go ahead and say let's play. So we got one vote for Jay Jay Ajay, one vote for Stefan Diggs. You know what? I'm we're we're gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, and I'm gonna say personally, as much as I do want to go running back, I do agree with Tyler that we can we can probably, as it sits right now, we might be able to get away with snagging. Um, you know that's just not possible. It's 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 almost sixteen picks to our next. It is sixteen picks to our next um, to our next pick, and I don't think we're going to be able to come back around and grab a, a a value or a valuable running back. I think there's it's just going to drop off too much right there. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that we pick up a running back here, and you know what? I'll I'll go with. Um, We'll run with Jai here. I think he's going to be the wave. So I'm going to agree with Christian on that. I think that that's – because right here, right after Jai, Stefan Diggs goes, Cooper, Amari Cooper goes. Then you have a, a slight run on running backs here, and we're looking at um, – we're looking at Alex Collins, Jarek McKinnon, Derek Henry all went after Cooper. Then you had Tyree Kill, Royce Freeman go right after. Aaron Rodgers uh, at the 4-1. Zach Ertz at the 4-2, Kenyon Drake at the 4-3, who is that is far too early for me to be taking him, or for anybody to be taking him, in my opinion. And then um, Adam Thielen, Larry Fitzgerald, Juju Smith, uh, and then Deshaun Watson went right before. So you you know what, uh, Tyler, you may have been a li- you may have kind of been right because this is this is slightly by chance though, because now we're staring at a guy like Lamar Miller sitting here at the 4-8, but behind him there's I think he is the last of that tier. Um, I would have put him ahead of Kenyon Drake, if you ask me, just based on on volume alone in that offense, especially if uh, Donta Foreman starts on the pup. I would I would take him there. But um, so now we're looking at Lamar Miller, Jarvis Landry, Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, Mark Ingram, Chris Hogan, Marshawn Lynch, Brandon Cooks, uh, Allen Robinson. Um, 
those that's that's those are the guys that we're looking at right now. So since we went running back last round, are we up? Are we opposed to loading up and getting Lamar Miller here, or should we go with a wide receiver? What do you guys think? I think what is overall the flex value. Is the flex a running back too? We can add running back to our flex. It's a, yes, it's it's a running back, wide receiver, and tight end flex. Yeah, then I think I think it's going to be Lamar Miller there. Also, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think he's going to be and plus we I have the turn we, we have a short turnaround right here as well so i think i think that a guy like brandon cooks or alan robinson will, will fall to us as our wide receiver too as well so i think we should we should definitely take the value there on lamar miller so we're going to pull the trigger on him oh as i say it brandon cooks goes off the board at 4-9 chris hogan at 4-10 mark ingram 4-11 josh gordon right after that Demarius Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Dion Lewis goes at the 5-4, and we are back on the clock at 5-5. Five, five. Um, if we are looking, you guys, so we have Marshawn Lynch, Jimmy Graham, Tom Brady, Marquise Goodwin, Carrion Johnson, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Rex Burkhead, and Russell Wilson um, to help us round out right now, as well as guys like Greg Olson, Corey Davis, uh, Alshon Jeffrey as um, honorable mentions. If we're going to go wide receiver two here, and this is half PPR, like I said at the beginning of this, I'm going, I'm pounding the table right now to take Golden Tate. That's just, that's as, as your wide receiver two here, I think he is the ultimate move with what's on the board if we're going wide receiver. But that's just me. What do you guys think? I'm actually going Marquise Goodwin here. I think you're going to get a lot more big plays from him than Golden Tate. A lot more touchdowns, too. Tate has only scored seven touchdowns as a career high. And but he's a yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But he is just a lock for 90 receptions, and this is half PPR. I worry about that because he hasn't been on the field for two wide receiver sets so far with the Lions this, this preseason. Okay. What about you, Todd? So, what do you think? So what do you got? Can you just name the, the five, the top five wide receivers that are left right now? Marquise Goodwin, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, uh, Corey Davis, and Alshon Jeffrey. I have Corey Davis projected for a really good season this year, but I don't know if he's going to be as consistent or if he's going to put up the uh, the amount of receptions that you would want out of, out of your wide receiver too, um, as Golden Tate will. I mean, it's it's Corey. It's actually Corey Davis for me. Okay. Uh, and half in half PPR, um, really receptions aren't as like vital. I would say as no. like yes. a full point PPR. I think you're looking at a guy that can also bring you a good amount of touchdown upside. And I think you can't deny Corey Davis has the touchdown upside. Um, he's a he's a playmaker. Um, I mean, he's obviously one of the most hyped up wide receivers of the probably this whole off season. Um, just by production last year, and now where he's going in drafts, um, I'm on, I'm on board with that little hype train there. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I think it's going to be Corey Davis. All right, well, hey, we will uh, we'll go ahead and pull the trigger here on Corey Davis since last uh, the JHI pick I sided with Christian. We're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on Corey Davis for this one right now as our wide receiver too, and I have him projected as a, as a pretty. Um, a pretty solid wide receiver. I have him finishing in that wide receiver two range this year. I believe he can finish with around six to seven touchdowns, uh, 900 yards. And I, I want to say, I can't remember what projections I had him. Um, I, I had him uh, or how many, what um, how many receptions I had him projected for. Um but b- between 80 and 90, somewhere in there. So I believe he's going to return value, especially in the fifth round right there as wide receiver too. I, I like that. Um, right after that, uh, Marshawn Lynch, Greg Olson, Tom Brady, Jimmy Graham, Golden Tate went at the 5'10", sad face. Uh, Rex Burkhead, Carrion Johnson. And then to start round six, we have Alshon Jeffrey, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Marquise Goodwin, Marvin Jones, uh, Ronald Jones, the second, still too high for me with all that stuff going on in camp there. And then Carlos Hyde at the 6-7. So now we're on the clock at the 6-8. Um, and right now is we're starting to get a little – we saw a couple, you know, the past three rounds, a couple quarterbacks have gone. I don't think this is where we pull the trigger on one just yet. We still have some good value at um, a lot of – a, a lot of the positions here. We still have um, 
at the 6.8 for our pick, we have we're looking at guys like Will Fuller right now, uh, Rashad Penny, Michael Crabtree, Evan Ingram, uh, Julian Edelman. That's a little too rich for my blood for a guy that's uh, suspended for four games right now. So I'm definitely not picking him. Uh, Chris Carson, Cam Newton, Tevin Coleman, Kyle Rudolph, Chris Thompson, uh, Sammy Watkins, Sony Michelle, Carson Wentz, Delaney Walker, Tariq Cohn are all guys that we are looking at right now. Um, this is where we started start to get into those rounds where you look at your roster construction, you see how it's how it's built right now. We have three running backs and two wide receivers. This that just because we have more running backs right now does not mean we should stay away from them either. Because the further you get in this draft, the harder it's going to be to find value, uh, not even just value, but to find efficiency at the running back position. So don't necessarily build your roster off of off of what you uh, off of balanced. Uh, a balanced approach. Um, I would not discount taking a running back here unless we had like seven or eight, which we don't. Um, how do you guys feel about taking a running back or a wide receiver here? What do you, what would you, I mean, there's guys like Rashad Penny on the board, uh, Chris Carson, Tevin Coleman. Um, how do you guys feel about that? What do you, what do you guys think we should do? I think Sammy Watkins would give us our best value here. Cause I actually think, think he's going to be their number one receiver. Mm, I do not. I I believe that he will he will be a compliment to Ty, Tyreek Hill. I do believe that that he can have um he can put up solid numbers this season. I just don't know if I know his skill set can play to Pat Mahomes' favor, but I just believe that the speed of Tyreek Hill, the consistency of Tyreek Hill uh, what he can do with a guy like Tyreek Hill, I think Pat Mahomes is going to just look for him all day, all night. Doesn't matter the situation. That's going to be his go-to security blanket. Um, last season, they moved him around everywhere. He had efficiency all over the field. Um, and I just think that he's just that, – that's the number one guy there. I think Sammy will be a – uh, compliment to him, but I'm I'm not necessarily opposed to taking him here because I do think that he does provide good value um, at the sixth in the sixth round. But that's just me. What do you think, Tyler? Um, I, I would probably go with the reason why I wouldn't draft Devontae Freeman this year. Um, it's probably Tevin Coleman for me. You're just gonna solidify your running back core as just it's gonna be pretty crazy if you add a guy like Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman makes more sense in a half point PPR than a full point PPR just because he. He does score a lot of touchdowns. I think yeah, he has he upside. He is like 14, I think, in like the last three years. And the thing is, is he's in a contract year. The guy's going to be looking for big money. So, I mean, take the guy that has to show out if he wants to get a good job somewhere and become a running back, uh, the starting running back somewhere else. So, for me, I'm going to say it's probably Tevin Coleman. Solidify that um, solidify that running back spot. And I think it's also a good idea for Tevin Coleman because I believe – we pick in a few, just a few more picks. I think like nine or something like that instead of the 16 this time. So I I would probably say go ahead and take uh, Tevin Coleman. Yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and agree with the Tevin Coleman pick there. And we're going to go ahead and lock him up right there and just completely, completely dominate our running back uh, core. Like I said before that pick, just this is not the time. I know we're looking for, for good value and good picks, but just because we have less wide receivers than we do running backs right now on our roster doesn't mean you shouldn't load up. That's He's a great value there in the sixth. And, and like you said, in half PPR, he does have touchdown upside. And um, I think he does – he, he provides us with a lot of good depth there. Um, and I think the bonus right now is that Sammy Watkins is still on the board when we do the turnaround. So when we hit the turnaround, Cam Newton was picked, Michael Crabtree, Rashad Penny, Will Fuller. Then to start the seventh, Evan Ingram, Carson Wentz, Sony Michelle, and Julian Edelman. And then we are back on the clock again, and um, we're looking at a guy like Sammy Watkins here to help us uh, give us a, a wide receiver three. We also have guys like Emmanuel Sanders, who I believe still has a lot left in the tank. Um, I'm just not convinced Case Keenum is going to be the guy that can that can help you uh, get a good return out of Emmanuel Sanders this season. That's just my opinion. Um, I I think Sammy Watkins is the move here. That's just me. Um, yeah, I do with, too. I think he's definitely the move here. What about you? What about you, Tyler? Me and Christian. Yeah, well, you know that I'm. I'll just go with what you guys 
aren't doing. So I'm going to say uh, it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders. I'm actually hearing that uh, like Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders Emmanuel Sanders has a chance to go and uh, actually play in the slot this year, which is going to help. I think they want to get Cortland Sutton on the field as oh, one yeah. of those outside oh, wide receivers. I mean, you can't deny Cortland Sutton's ability. I mean, he's a big target. Maybe he's a little more raw than the other prospects, but he's going to be He's going to be big time one day. So I think you're going to see a lot of um, – you're going to see Sutton and Demarius Thomas as your outside, Emmanuel Sanders as your uh, slot. And uh, the, Case Keenum is a – he likes to throw to the slot. I mean, just ask Adam Thielen's 1,000-yard season last year. I mean, I mean, I would probably go with Emmanuel Sanders and take the upside. I think Emmanuel Sanders can hit 900 to 1,000 yards as a wide receiver three and still put up five to six touchdowns. And I think out of a wide receiver three value, that's just huge. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you there. I don't, I don't think that you're wrong, but I think we're gonna still. I think we're gonna. I, I'm still siding with the Sammy Watkins a little bit more. I still think that uh, Cortland Sutton and Demarius Thomas. I think they're gonna both eat into that production of Emmanuel Sanders, and I think that we're gonna start to see um, that maybe Emmanuel Sanders is not the guy to lean on more. Um, once you get into inside the twenties or for that that long deep ball, I think you're gonna see Cortland Sutton play. Um, a fair amount of snap shares. We've been hearing a lot of good stuff about him in camp, and I just think that that wide receiver. And then that's not. Um, anyways, um, I think I think Sammy Watkins is definitely the move um, here at the seven five pick. So we're gonna go ahead and lock him up right there. Um, right after him, Chris Thompson went. Andrew Luck, Kyle Rudolph, Kurt Cousins, Jamal Williams, Chris Carson, Delaney Walker, Tariq Cohen, Marlon Mack. Emmanuel Sanders went at the eight three. That would have been nice if he fell back around to us. Uh, that would have been that would have been a really good receiving core. We would have been able to lock up there. Uh, Randall Cobb, uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, Isaiah Crowell, Trey Burton, and then we are back on the clock at the eight point eight. Um, so here we're looking at. Uh, I already know my pick. This is the guy that I'm that I would. Who oh, actually no, I don't because there's two guys that are staring me in my face right now. Um, this is why I advocate to go running back early and running back heavy in the early of your draft because right now as we sit in the eighth round, we are looking at guys like Cooper Cup, Devin Funches, Jamison Crowder, um, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Robert Woods. These guys are all guys you can get late in your draft that are going to exceed where you draft them at. I, I promise you that that is just a fact. Um, I'm advocating that we go wide receiver right now. What do you guys think? Uh, the running backs on the board, Aaron Jones, uh, Peyton Barber. I don't think he'd be a horrible pick. CJ Anderson. Um, those are uh, Ty Montgomery and Nick Chubb. Those are the mentionables right now. Um, I think we should go wide receiver again. That's just me. I think you'd be reaching. A little bit if you tried to go tight end here. I think we just saw the tight end run. I mean, after, yeah, Trey, Burton, after Trey Burton, I mean, that's where you see the fall off in tight ends. I mean, Trey Burton's like the back end of like those yeah. going to be those star tight ends, I guess you would call well, we them. Can, yeah, we can, we, we're at the 8-8, eight, eight, and like you said, we have about what? Uh, we have about um, – about one, two, three, four, about in nine picks until we pick again. And there's still there's still tight ends on the board like George Kittle, uh, David Njoku, even Jordan Reed's still on the board who I don't trust, but uh, uh, Austin Hooper. Um, there's still guys right now at the tight end position that if we, if we saw even a couple of them go um, right behind us after this pick, we'd still be able to snag a good one if we panicked a little bit on, in, in the ninth round. Um, so I don't think that's necessarily the move here yet. No, I don't. I don't think so either. And I still think we can get a good quarterback after we pick a tight end. Yeah. Um, so uh, if I'm going to advocate for anybody, it's probably either Cooper Cup or uh, Jamison Crowder. Yeah, those are my picks as well. I like Jamison Crowder here because Alex Smith loves throwing to the slot. Also, yep, and he will. There's a there's a huge chance that especially in pro, uh, just. Um, in uh, twin sets and and even three wide receiver sets, there's a chance that Jamison Crowder is, is the guy that doesn't come off the field uh, a whole lot. So I'm going to advocate for Jamison Crowder uh, there. I think that might be the first consensus pick that we all had. So we're going to lock him up. Uh, no, I would have picked Cooper Cup. Would you have? 
<laughs> I, think, okay. I, I, actually, I actually really think I would have picked Cooper Cup just for one reason. Um, yeah. I think when you add Brandon Cooks to like um, that wide receiver core and leave like a Sammy Watkins, uh, Sammy Watkins is bigger than Brandon Cooks. So I think you lose that target that is like more the red zone kind of guy. And then you have Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Those are both pretty much – I'm not going to say they're exclusively speed guys because Brandon Cooks isn't. Uh, I think Robert Woods is more exclusively speed – yeah, but Brandon Cooks is actually pretty all around for his size and speed. But I think that's where Cooper Cup's value comes in, like big. Cooper Cup is more, I would say, a possession wide receiver. He runs clean routes. He's pretty much a lock to catch the ball. That's where like guys like Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods will stretch the field or play the sideline more. That's where their game really allows them to to be the best receiver. So in two wide receiver sets, we might see a uh, a. A period where you know they're they're transitioning a lot between Woods and um, Woods and Cooks, but like like I just mentioned about Jamison Crowder, there's a chance that Cooper Cup sees a lot of the the target share there because of his ability to play underneath across the middle and have clean routes um, across the field. Um, so I completely agree with you there. Um, still, I think Jamison Crowder his consistency level. Um, I think he has missed one game in the past two seasons. Um, let me double check on that just to make sure, so I don't sound I stupid. Cooper Cup played every game his rookie year, so that's obviously a good, a good sign so far. And I think Cooper Cup is in just the more high-powered offense, which also helps him a little bit. Um, I think actually with the Geis injury, I think Washington doesn't score as much points as they uh, would have. Really, but. Yeah, I just don't think – I mean, throwing, put, they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit um, unless Adrian Peterson comes out and comes back to old Adrian Peterson, and then I think they'll be in really good shape. But I don't think he comes back to old Adrian Peterson. I think he's going to be a bruiser uh, like he was, but just not as explosive. And I think that's where Cooper Cubs' value becomes higher than a Jamison Crowder. They're going to be in the better offense. Um, it's going to be like a 28-point-per-game kind of – offense and i think he's going to score a good amount of touchdowns i mean i wouldn't be surprised if cooper cup is in the eight to nine range as you know because i mean i just be. don't without a tight they don't really have a tight end there that's like going to be taking away red zone targets i mean it's in the end zone it's practically going to be cooper cup or brandon cooks uh robert woods is more of just a big play guy he's very elusive but brandon cooks will get red zone targets and i think cooper cup but cooper cup gets the most red zone targets and that's why i like Cooper Cup, especially in a half-point PPR, I think he scores more touchdowns than Jamison Crowder, even if Jamison Crowder catches 10 more balls. I mean, if Cooper Cup catches one more touchdown, he outscored Jamison Crowder. So it's just weird in a half-point PPR. So I would probably say it's Cooper Cup. I just see Jamison Crowder being a clear favorite target. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, because Alex Smith has never actually excelled with throwing to big wide receivers before. And I think Goff is just going to spread the field and always look for the open man and not really favor anybody. I believe so. But well. I think the I think the open man a lot of the time is going to be Cooper Cup. I mean, he he's just such a clean route runner. He gets himself open. He's a very clean route runner. He's one of the only guys I think that's going to go into the middle of the field. I don't think you really send a Brandon Cooks in the middle of the field. Is that is that what happened? Is that what happened in the Super Bowl? He kind of started heading towards the middle and he got uh, lit up a little bit. Uh, yeah, he never even made it there, but he got lit up. Yeah, so I don't think Brandon Cooks is your guy to go uh, in the middle. I mean, we see all what happened. He is not. He's not that guy. I mean, he's like oh, he's like a quick guy, maybe across the middle, like a yard past the line of scrimmage and dunk it to him and let him fly. But he's not a middle guy. I think Cooper Cup spreads the field the best. Um, he's the best route runner. He, well, I don't. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a good route runner, so they're pretty similar in that. But he can run the routes that go into the middle. Um, and Robert Woods is going to be your speed demon type guy. So I I like Cooper Cup a lot this year. I just think he I think he's actually being drafted kind of low. Um, I know there he is. Might be, but before before we get off on this, we can do a whole episode on Cooper Cup because we've been about five minutes on him. Um, after Jamison Crowder, Jordy Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, Peyton Barber, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cooper Cup went with the nine one. Um, Aaron Jones, Jordan Reed, Devin Funches. So we got to make a pick now. Uh, we went wide receiver, wide receiver in seven and eight um, after after taking Tevin Coleman in the sixth. Um, I would say we're pretty solid all the way around. Uh, we're looking at guys right now in the ninth, um, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, C.J. Anderson, Robert Woods, uh, Duke Johnson, 
Uh, at the tight end position, we still have guys like uh, David Njoku on the board. Um, for me, we have Mike Williams, Pierre Garçon, uh, Nick Chubb. Um, let's see. Um, who else? Is Kittle um, still there too? Yes, Kittle is still there. Um, Kittle is uh, – yeah, we still – we do still have Kittle on the board. I mean, I'm really liking David Njoku and George Kittle, and I'm not sure we're going to see them in the next round. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think – I don't think we are either, but for, for me, I'm – I'm looking at um, – I just – I don't think that we can we can pass up on a guy like Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams is – I think he offers really, really, really good depth at, um, at our wide receiver position. If we have to, um, I don't hate grabbing a guy like Njoku, um, but I, I'm, I'm advocating to bolster um, – bolster our wide receiver core or po- possibly go with another running back here. I like to load up um, early, especially because I believe the tight end position is so streamable. Um, it, it, it's, it's like the quarterback position. I really think that if we want to, we can wait in these standard leagues like this and we can, we can really come out fine. But um, David and Joku here is not the, a bad pick necessarily. What about you, Tyler? What do you think? It wouldn't be David and Joku for me. I think it's more George Kittle. I like George Kittle in that offense because, like, it's just come for me in a half point. It comes down to a lot of touchdowns. I mean, and San Francisco is bringing a lot of like, they're not bringing the like overly big wide receivers to the table. I mean, Marquise Goodwin's not huge. Pierre Garcon's not huge. And then you got a guy like George Kittle who's just a monster who can run. It's uh, I would probably say George Kittle just because of the touchdown value. Um, I think Njoku would be all right, but there's just much more uh, prominent uh, red zone targets there. Um, Josh Gordon, was all, when he played, was a good red zone target. Um, Jarvis Landry caught actually a lot of a good amount of balls in the red zone last year for not having elite size. So I would probably go with George Kittle here and just solidify the tight end. And then, I mean, probably only go with one tight end for the draft and then, I don't maybe stream it later on, but I would probably just hold George Kittle as uh, as my tight end there. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to play devil's advocate there, and I'm going to go ahead and say Njoku. Just with Barnage out of town and recency bias, we just saw him have a two-touchdown game early in the preseason, as well as when we saw George Kittle, uh, he was exiting the stadium with an AC joint sprain. Um, those two on that's sort of tip in the scale for me. If we are going to go tight end here, it's going to be David and Joku. Um, but like I said, I like to load up on some good running back and wide receiver depth here in the single digit rounds. Um, I, I would have went with Mike Williams or somebody else, maybe a, uh, I don't think Nick Chubb, but <clears throat> maybe a Ty Montgomery or um, CJ Anderson, but we are going to go ahead and we're going to lock up the tight end position here. And we're going to go David and Joku. Um, after Kelvin Benjamin went, Philip Rivers, Jacksonville Jaguars defense. That's a little early for my liking on the defense. Robert Woods, Matthew Stafford, CJ Anderson, Duke Johnson. And then to start the 10th round, Pierre Garçon, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, LA Rams defense, um, Matt Ryan, DJ Moore, Mike Williams almost made it back around to us. Uh, now, uh, right after him, Ty Montgomery went, and then now we are looking at um, guys like uh, if we're looking at the running back position, we have guys like Corey Clement, Nick Chubb. At the wide receiver position, Alan Hearns, um, Calvin Ridley, who I am not sold on. We have guys like Latavius Murray still on the board, James White. Um this is probably where I would look to potentially see what's still on the board in terms of quarterback. Um, just to see, this is where I would want to start potentially looking uh, after having Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, and Matt Ryan just go um, after our David and Joku pick. There's still Alex Smith, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Eli Manning on the board, as well as our guy, uh, Tarod Taylor. 
Um, is this is this a spot where you guys might consider taking a quarterback, or you guys still want to wait? Yeah, I would consider a quarterback here. I would, I would at this point, I would wait. I would just stack up all these quarterbacks in this range are going to score probably about the same. Yeah. And then you know, I think we're just disrespecting the absolute goat of fantasy football. Like you didn't even mention Blake Bortles. Like, oh can, God, no, God, no. Blake Bortles is I the only fantasy points are, are points too, but I'm not, I'm not going to die on that hill. Ultimate fantasy quarterback. He always is in the top 15. Go always. Talk to the guy, every year. Go talk to the guy that runs the Blake Bortles facts account. I, I, I don't want to know part that's of That's a smart Bortles. guy. Blake Bortles, I mean, he's the ultimate fantasy quarterback. I always say draft Blake Bortles in your fantasy league. Just don't watch him play and just watch the numbers he puts up. If you watch him play, you're sitting here like, how is this guy a top – How's this guy even a starter in this league? But he's going to end up putting up top 15 numbers every year. Like he did last year, he was a top 15 quarterback. So, I mean, Bortles late. The defense is still good. So, I mean, he's going to put up very similar numbers. I hold Bortles. I get Bortles in almost all my leagues very late, and I just use him. Bortles is always a fine quarterback, and I just stack up on good options at other positions. Bortles is a perfect fantasy quarterback for redraft leagues. Disagree with the board, with the, uh, disagree with the Bortles take. Agree that we should load up on another position, though. So uh, uh, we're looking right now. We are sitting at one, two, three, four uh, running backs. One, two, three, four wide receivers and a tight end. So if we're gonna go, uh, let's just look at value here. See what we have on the board. See if we can pick the best guy. Um, here, I don't hate Nick Chubb. I do think that Carlos Hyde is gonna get the start, but. Can he play 16? Can he play 16? And I, I believe that Nick Chubb is the next guy up um, clearly after after Hyde. So can Carlos Hyde play 16? And if he can't, which I don't think that he can, what are, what are the chances? Because he – I mean, last year he did play 16, still was hobbled throughout the season. 2016 played 13 games. Strong chance he gets injured again. That's been the knock on him. He's been a great runner, always been a great running back. But what I mean, can we count on him to say for 16 games? And if if not, I mean, I think we have a good enough running back core that we can take a flyer on a guy like Nick Chubb if we have to. Yeah, if you're looking for the safer handcuff, I'll say Nick Chubb. But I'll say the ceiling handcuff here is Latavius Murray. And Dallas or Dalvin Cook fans are gonna hate me, but if he tears another ACL, Latavius is looking at a huge workload. Agreed. Agreed. What about you, Tyler? I feel like I feel like we shouldn't try to be trusting injuries on uh, for t- trying to pick up backups. I say forget running back. We already have four. We don't. Ha- we only have to start two. Yes. So I say forget running back. Start getting the wide receiver value at this point. We already have four. We only need to start two. The flex is wide receiver, running back, and like you said, the drop off late is too. It's just too extreme. I mean. If you're going to handcuff anybody, you would have to handcuff your running back. I wouldn't want to handcuff someone else's and they not get hurt, and I'm just holding a Nick Chubb who runs for 300 yards on the year. I'd rather get a wide receiver with some maybe some touchdown upside here. Um, that's probably what I would look at and uh, just probably try to keep it in the – probably a wide receiver and stack up on that instead. All right. So we're looking at guys like Alan Hearns, Calvin Ridley, Sterling Shepard. Um I think Those Sterling Shepard is going to be a huge value here. I like I Sterling Shepard too. too. All right, well, consensus then right there. Wow. Let's go ahead and lock up Sterling Shepard. All right. Alan Hearns went right after him. Ben Roethlisberger, Corey Clement, Nick Chubb, Calvin Ridley, Philadelphia Eagles, Latavius Murray, James White. Um, we are already well over the time projected. Uh, this is we're probably going on about an hour now here, maybe a little bit less. Um, so let's try and lock these last <clears throat> four picks up fast. So we just went Sterling Shepard. Uh, I think about here is where you know uh, we're looking at guys like Kenny Stills. Patrick Mahomes, Legarrette Blunt is a guy that I'm kind of eyeing here. Um, he does have some goal line and touchdown um, upside there. Um, Rob Kelly, I don't know if we want to pull the trigger on him. Um, 
I want to wait on a wide receiver because we do have a guy that's kind of down the draft board, Michael Gallup right now. And I know me and Tyler discussed uh, his extreme upside is becoming the number one in, in that offense. I think he can make it back around to us. So I think we go with LeGarrette Blunt's touchdown upside here. Um, we still haven't really seen just, just what carry on Johnson's role will be with that team. And I still think that if, even if he does carve out a decent size workload for himself, that LeGarrette Blunt will still be effective towards the goal line in short yardage situations. Um, like you said, we only have to start two. So I, I think, I think we go with him there as just a safety precaution, bolster our, our uh, running back core a little bit. What do you guys think? I honestly really feel like LeGarrette Blunt is the odd man out in Detroit. Like, really? Huh. You, you're they're holding Amir Abdullah. They don't want to trade him. They have yeah. carry on, and then they have Amir Abdullah, and they still have Theo Riddick. Where does Legarrette Blunt play here? Like that's this is what I can't understand. Like Legarrette Blunt's being drafted a little high for a. They're gonna they're probably gonna use all four. Like if they do, and four running backs on a roster. I mean, you probably use carry on as your bully. I mean, that's why you drafted him. And then you probably – Amir Abdullah could be a guy that they use because they clearly have no interest in trading the guy. And then Theo Riddick is still your pass-catching guy. I don't see yeah, where yeah. – I, I just don't see where he fits in. All right. So then let's um, let's go ahead and pull the trigger here on somebody. Let's uh, If we're not going to Garrett Blunt, I don't really see a running back option that I, that I like here. Um, do we go quarterback here? Because Pat we Mahomes can. is probably like a huge value. But we're we still have Watkins. We, we, still have, we still have Dak Prescott, Alex Smith, Marcus Mariota. Blake Bortles. If I'm not pulling uh, – I'm not going to advocate for Blake. But I think the guy that I would want here would either be – if we're going quarterback, I do like Patrick Mahomes, just not as a quarterback one. I'd probably look to go Alex Smith or Dak Prescott here. But I don't trust Dak. It's just his his rushing upside that that makes me kind of um, kind of like him here. I think we should go. I think we should force the draft to, to pick a quarterback for us almost, and I think we should just wait maybe another round or two. Um, but that's up to you guys. What do you guys think? I mean, my vote is Pat Mahomes. I love the ceiling there. All right, I don't let's... like it as I don't like it as a QB one <clears throat> at all. I mean. I'd, well, for the, sake of, for the sake of time, we got to make a pick, man. We got to make. Okay. Let's just, okay. Well, if I'm gonna say anybody uh, at this point, just let's just go Alex Smith. He's gonna have to throw the ball. Darius guys oh, is out. They're, they're throwing the ball. Yeah, Alex Smith was was the move there. I definitely agree with you. Uh, Pat Mahomes went after directly after Kenny Stills, Jack Doyle, Devontae Parker, Legarrette Blunt, Jared Goff, Cam Meredith. Texans defense, Marquise Lee, Michael Gallup, uh, L.A. Chargers, Marcus Marietta, George Kittle, Baltimore Ravens, and then um, <clears throat> now we are back on the clock once again. Uh, so we have our quarterback, our tight end. I don't think we need to go with any any other ones. I think we're set at those positions. So now I just think that we load up on running back are, and wide are we receiver. Full? Are, are we full at the bench spot yet? I mean, don't we just need kicker and defense? Uh, no, we still have one more. Um, we still have one more slot that we need to to hit on a running back and wide receiver. And also in 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 leagues like this, if you're in a standard, why not just draft the rest? Just draft the rest, uh, running backs and wide receivers, and then just pick up, let go of who who you think might not perform. You could evaluate that later. But for the sake of the of of uh, the exercise, we will draft a defense and a kicker. So last pick, uh, last meaningful pick. Let's. What do you guys think? We are. Looking at, um, I think you go Gallup here. I, I think uh, you pick your rookie. He's gone. Oh, he's gone. My bad. Um, five wide receiver, three running backs. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven. So we have seven uh, wide receivers. One, two, three, four, five. No, sorry, five wide receivers. Um, and then we have one, two, three, four running backs. I think you still pick a wide receiver here. They're, the running back value is gone. It's, it's yeah. not coming back. It's not coming back anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we have guys like Anthony Miller, uh, Kenny Galladay um, has some good upside. Uh, yeah, Touchdown upside. There it is, right there. Geronimo Allison still on the board. I don't know if that's you know he's a little he's he's a guy worth mentioning. Um, I feel like Anthony Miller here because he. 
has the talent to become the number one target in, with the Bears. There it is. I, I, I think we can go with Anthony Miller comfortably. I liked Galladay. I mean, the touchdown upside's huge there. That, they threw a lot of 50-50 balls to that guy, and he's playing more as what I'm hearing out of training camp. Yes. All yes. right. So um, we are not going to spend any more time. The next two picks are a kicker and a defense. We don't necessarily have to go over those. But right now, let's just do a small recap on our team. We're looking at David Johnson, Keenan Allen, Jay Ajay. Um, you know what? Let's do this in, uh, in in accordance with the position. So let's go with quarterback position. We have Alex Smith. Uh, then we're looking at running backs, uh, David Johnson, Jay Ajay, Lamar Miller, Tevin Coleman. And then for our wide receiver core, we're looking at Keenan Allen, Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, Jamison Crowder, Sterling Shepard, and Anthony Miller. Uh, tight end position where uh, we have David Njoku, and that's a team that I actually like. I really like the the strong upside of this team. I love the way that our uh, running backs um, kind of – with David Johnson, just that guy can be a league winner by himself, but you add in guys like J.H.I. and Lamar Miller, who J.H.I. I think is just going to get a strong workload, and I think he's going to have a good amount of rushing yards and touchdowns. And then Lamar Miller with just the – the snap share he's going to have, especially like I said earlier, Foreman just starts on the pup. It's just going to it's just going to be him and, and Alfred Blue. Um, then another guy like Tevin Coleman, who is likely to show out this year. Who you know, I, I hope he does. I think our running backs are a really big strength here, and I also think with a guy like Keenan Allen, um, like Tyler mentioned early in this draft a top three running back and then a top five wide receiver to just build your foundation off of. And that ended really nice. We have some really strong options um, at the wide receiver position with Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, Jamison Crowder, a little bit more uh, high ceiling and um, uh, potential on our wide receiver, as opposed to guys who are a little bit more consistent and steady floor with our running backs, but a good balance. Nonetheless, I think we came out of this really good um, tight end position we waited until round nine, came out with David Njoku, who I think is going to be a really good red zone option um, for uh, Tarod Taylor. We saw how Tarod, um, uh, how he favored the tight end position um, in in Buffalo. Uh, he used it pretty frequently. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I think Alex Smith is a good option at the quarterback position. So I think we made out pretty well. Yeah, I love our team, and I love how we have a strong tight end after waiting so long. I think David Njoku is going to rise above the streaming category. Yeah, I believe so as well. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, like I mean, like uh, like you said, there's just so much upside here that uh, maybe <laughs> I don't think all those guys can possibly fail. So, I mean, I think the value of picking all upside is actually there. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of upside guys, but we do also have safe picks, which makes – Makes this team like really, really strong. Um, so I actually really like this team. So I'm, I'm on board with them. Absolutely, guys. Great draft. Um, that was fun, fun exercise to do. So um, let's end this on a good note here. Uh, we, we all agree that we like this team, and I think we're, you know, we, we could, we could really turn some heads this year with this team. So. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening, for tuning in, um, taking, you know, listening through. Hopefully, you guys got through that whole mock draft with us. Uh, Tyler, Christian, thanks for being a great co-host on our first episode. Um, hope to get this thing out soon, and uh, hopefully, we get some really good feedback on it. And uh, yeah, we had fun. And as always, we will uh, see you next time on the Couch Scouts podcast.